homeschool friends and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina and I'm here today with Vicki and Kim and, and Eagle. The seeing eye Just puppy. So you know. <laughs> yes, Eagle is with us today. So when we hear an occasional chomp or whine. You got it. Because yes. that's part of having seeing eye puppies. That's right. That's we did remember thing. his podcasting collar, so you won't hear a ton of jingles from his. <laughs> um, but yeah. He's special. Not every seeing eye puppy has a special podcasting collar. This is true. I think he might be the only seeing eye puppy that has a podcasting collar, but I could be wrong. But he is very special, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, look yeah, at that face. Special. Yeah. special special is wonderful. We are coming up to special, special time times. of year. Good transition. Oh, there. Good. Oh, that's that's segue. Uh yeah, special time of year, holidays when we often do things slightly differently mm-hmm. than the norm. Our our rhythms are different and our groups of people are different. We're not necessarily in our usual the people who live in our house all the time and the co-op that we're always a part of and our church group that we're always involved with. Sometimes we have all sorts of mixes of people that we are not accustomed to mixing all the time. And it can be special. Very mixy. <laughs> it can be special. <laughs> Real special. Yeah. Very challenging special. Challenging so, special. So we're going we're gonna to try to have a very honest but hopeful conversation about some of the challenges that people including us, because this is, this is not a uh, unique thing that people face when you bring lots of people together around the holidays. And maybe sometimes there are people who are not super healthy in that mix who make gatherings a challenge. I'm trying to choose my words carefully just, and respectfully. In other words, they, we sometimes have relatives who cannot manage themselves well. There we go. That was yeah. good. And, and I'm learning the phrase, we bump up against one another. That's that, there you go. And that should feed other people's needs for whatever their needs are. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So really what we're saying is there are those obnoxious people who tend to bully and run things, and then there's collateral damage, and it's hard. And everybody sits around the table or the gift opening and bites their tongues and looks at each other anxiously oh. while the bully says things that they wish they weren't saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It happens. Okay, so it's it's not great, but we don't want this to be like a big downer. So the first the first thing we're going to encourage our listeners, our seventh sisters, with, is it's not just your family. It's really yeah. not, and it's not because you're a bad hostess and you can't find a way to make everyone comfortable all at once. This is just the universal human condition. We we are yeah. we are broken people, and sometimes our brokenness makes gatherings yeah. messy. Yeah, and and often when people act badly, they're not trying to act badly oh no yeah it it just is they don't know better they're not self-aware they're Mm -hmm. broken yep so true so true all right so the first encouragement is it's not just you and um no it's not your responsibility to just be a better hostess and make it work Mm -hmm. so as as we were preparing for this episode we said okay we don't have answers for this one because this is not the kind of thing that there's a universal answer to there's not one, one right, right way to handle Eagle, complicated to gatherings. We got it in. We did. <laughs> um, but there are there are really wise questions to ask yourself and maybe your spouse or other people um, in, in the mix that will help you then find answers for yourself. Yeah. 
we, we could practice yeah. on seeing eye puppies. We could. If we, we could. were if we were having a family event and we were feeling very intimidated yeah. by movement, yeah. then we would need to ask ourselves the questions. Like here's here's a question. What's the goal of this gathering? Mm. And if the goal of the gathering is for everybody to sit around a circle and not make any noise, it would be very hard to have a seeing eye puppy. Mm-hmm. And so we would need to adjust our goals if we're going to have a seeing eye puppy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do we determine what the goals are for a gathering? Let's let's kind of do some categories. Some some gatherings are to honor traditions. Mm-hmm. And for certain families, certain traditions are extremely powerful mm-hmm. in, in a really good way. It's, yeah. not, mm-hmm. it's not something that you just shrug and say, oh, well, we can't do that this year, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if the goal is to honor a tradition, you, you, need, you need to call it that. You mm-hmm. need to recognize, mm-hmm. you know, this is actually very important and this is the way we always do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are traditions that maybe just need to be changed for a time mm-hmm. where they're not a good fit anymore and they're not really a deal breaker. And maybe that's maybe that's a good phrase to, to uh, think about. What are the deal breakers? What are the real deal breakers yeah. for you? Yeah. Um, and for your people, not just for you, but yeah. for yep. for your people. Yep. Um what if you have traditions that are really important to some people and really unimportant to other people? So it's a deal breaker for some and not at all for others, and there's something that's going to mess with it. What are some good ways to communicate with everyone who is invited to this event about the fact that something's going to need to change for this year? Um, We've started in our family communicating well in advance, and so about this time of year, and maybe I'm a little late already, I start communicating with each of the people in our immediate family, so myself, my hubby, and our four kids, And I say, what's really important for you for this holiday season, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's? What are the things that you really want to have happen? Um, And is there anything that you really don't want to have happen? Um, And that's a starting point. It doesn't always mean they all agree, which is where you're going to. But at least that's a starting point. So then before that event even happens, we can have this conversation and say, you know, this is something that we've done for years, and maybe it's kind of getting old for some people, but for other people, it's really important. So how can we make this work? Or we just say, you know, it's important for these people, so we're going to do it. Can, is this something that you can, although it's not meaningful for you, can you just, you know, because it is for them, can you just suck it up and, and, and you know, muddle through it so that that's a another question to ask is how flexible yeah. is everybody able right. to be yeah each year so like in in our family our kids are are grown in different stages of that adulthood so we've got a grandbaby and we have three grand dogs <sighs> And they are all traveling from a distance. Mm-hmm. And so if we wanted the tradition of everybody sitting around happily around the dinner table and or opening gifts together and everything's peaceful and quiet, you get a grandbaby with some disabilities and three grand dogs. That's unlikely it's, to It's to not happen. going to happen. So how flexible um, can everybody be? And sometimes you have something that is very important to some people, not at all important to other people. And maybe it needs to be done by some and not all. And mm-hmm. that comes down to, we've talked about um, internal rules for the universe. 
that may or may not be healthy and workable. So Vicki, you want to explain a little bit about what that means? <laughs> and, and speaking of not that looking was... for everyone and some people not participating, we're just going to take Eagle outside for a minute. So <laughs> calm down so it doesn't drive you all crazy. He's, we love Eagle. Um, <laughs> so, the, yeah. So we're being flexible and, and letting Eagle go yes, out for a walk. But, okay, so our rules for the universe. So we all have them. Mm. Uh, we Everybody has an internal set of rules that the universe should run by. So you want to know what mine, mine are good. What are your I have, I have, I really only have one. Okay. And I tell God the rule all the time. Mm -hmm. All right, this is my rule. Everybody I care about should be okay all the time. Oh, that's a good rule. Well, I tell God about that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But Uh if I hold on to that rule and run the universe or try to run the universe Mm. by that rule, it will make me sick. So I have to be aware that it's there. It's, you know, it's going to always be there, but it's not a very realistic rule. Right. So sometimes um, someone's rules coming into the holidays are that everybody that I care about must be a part of the traditions. And that's actually not a healthy rule and it's not something that you can control. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you can you challenge yourself on your internal rules for the universe that maybe are not so healthy? Yeah, and that's that. You know, we are not in charge of everything, despite. Isn't that frustrating? Uh, it, it really is. <laughs> and so, you know, our rule that everybody needs to be together, or everything needs to be quiet, or uh, joyful all the time, mm. or well behaved. Um, yeah. It's like we can't control everything, but there are some things that we have to. But the rule of everybody, everybody has to be present for every holiday. It's, not. it's great for Norman Rockwell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But in real life, you, you know, kids grow and, you know, some of them are married and need to go visit the in-laws or right. make their own family traditions. Right. So to let go of those rules that we really don't have control over is a good idea. Yeah. I think a lot of times around the holidays, we have an internal rule that we may not even be aware of, um, especially if, if we are Christmas people. Um, we have a rule that everybody should be upbeat and happy and joyful. Oh, yes. That's a good rule. And that's a lovely <laughs> thought again. It works well for Norman Rockwell paintings. Yes. But, um, in real life? In real life. Yeah, it's cool. At, at my church this year, we every year for Advent, we solicit devotional writings from everybody in the congregation and ask people to submit just thoughts they've had on a scripture or little life stories or whatever Uh that point toward a theme. And this year's theme is learning to celebrate because there's been a lot of loss in our Mm -hmm. church family this year. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who are learning to celebrate the beautiful things about the Christmas season in the midst of grief. Yeah. And that that is really okay. You know, but when we have it in our heads that, no, it's Christmas, everybody should be happy. Come on, guys, we're all together, we should be happy. Um, That's that's not a helpful rule. Yeah, so if we ask ourselves the questions, what are our rules for the universe, and what do I need to do with those rules, Mm. then it might take some stress, some unrealistic expectations out of our own heads. Excellent. All right, another question, and this is a hard one because we're Christians and we're not supposed to judge and condemn and be angry and all that stuff, but what do we do when we look at our situation and know 
the reason this is complicated is because there is this one person mm-hmm. who is badly broken. Mm-hmm. This is a person who is an addict who behaves in response to their addiction. This is a person who has uh, mental illness that makes them very mm-hmm. unpredictable. This is like like the big stuff, not yeah. just someone who kind of makes your teeth itch, but yeah. someone who tends to make gatherings very mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ask ourselves, how can we approach this gathering knowing that this person will be a part of it and make the best choices possible we can't control them so what can we do in our response to them so then you ask yourself a series of questions like is it necessary for that person to come if they are dangerous to the well-being of other people Mm. so some people are just irritating and you have to learn how to manage that Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, and if someone's just irritating, you can ask yourself, what can I do to be gracious and overlook what can be overlooked and graciously confront things that need to be said? Mm-hmm. So wait, you mean everything doesn't always have to be confronted? You can always look away. You can always get up and go to another room. You can always look at the person and say, well, bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) And conversely, you mean that for those of us who are um, not confrontational people, you mean everything doesn't always have to just be overlooked and swept under the carpet? Yeah, so are there things that need to be confronted? Mm. And, uh, you know, it took me years, I'm a counselor, but it took years of being on the other side of the room working with a a therapist because I was such a shy and retiring soul (laughs) (laughs) to learn how to talk to certain relatives ahead of time because they had very predictable obnoxious behaviors. (laughs) And uh, I could tell them that that that's P.O.B.s for those of you who don't know the phrase predictable, obnoxious behaviors. That's, that's a new thing. We're going to make, make, make T-shirts that say down with P.O.B.s, predictable, obnoxious behaviors. My predictable, obnoxious behaviors are fine. Oh, those are just fine. Yes. Absolutely. But there were some <laughs> relatives that, that tended to insult you know, like, mm. in, and insults are not okay in my house. Mm. So I, there, there was a certain relative that I could coach ahead of time and remind that person that at our house, that's not how we do things. And, um, you know, said politely ahead of time where it's not embarrassing them is a, uh, it, it worked fine. Yeah. 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 And if somebody gets offended and doesn't come, Oh, well. Because that internal rule for the universe that says that everyone must always be at all holiday gathering events, right. that's not a good one. That's that's one you're going to have to lay down. Yeah. But sometimes there's unpredictable mm. bad behaviors. What is that? U B A U B B. Unpredictable bad behaviors. behaviors. So that for the, for the ubs, I, I have learned... To pull that person aside if it's not something that directly needs a confront. And, you know, usually people are not endangering anybody else with their words or, or their behaviors. Um, and I can pull them gently aside and say, hey, at our house, this is not how we do things. Mm-hmm. So that because usually those are, are people just have a moment of really out of the not OK. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so let's see. So we're talking about um, being aware of our own internal rules for the universe that may or may not be realistic and helpful. And we're talking about looking at um, the traditions and how important they are to different people and recognizing that there are different needs. We're talking about looking for where we can be flexible. These things are actually not things that everyone has to participate mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And then we're looking at when there are particular individuals whose behavior is typically problematic um, to, to deal with that and to deal with it firmly mm -hmm. and confidently, mm -hmm. but graciously, and perhaps allow people to not be at something if yeah. there's not a good fit. Because the, our rule for the universe that everybody has to be present all the time and everybody be happy is just a rule for the universe. It's not really real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are these are good things. So, what about let's let's look at ourselves. Let's look in the mirror. Um, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves that help us deal with our own insecurities? Um, for example, in past years, I would have struggled with if if we were going to um, a gift ex something with a gift exchange mm -hmm. where. The people were were very, they're good gift givers. The gifts are really important to them. This is like a big deal. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of excitement about it. It's something I'm terrible at. I'm a lousy gift giver. Oh, I'm I just, am. I'm just gonna lay it out. There. Yeah, a I whole am. room full of us. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We had my, my daughter. We're identical bad gift giver. Yeah. My daughter so. and I were in hysterics laughing the other day. Because I, I have, you know, this adorable little granddaughter who's five months old and five months old to, um, when we're recording this. Yeah, today. Ooh, um, and so this is going to be her first Christmas. And do you know what? I, I've hired a friend to buy my granddaughter's Christmas presents <laughs> because I'm that bad at it. And it has become oh, this source so of funny. tremendous angst Thanks. for me over the years. And that's, that's what, that's my thing. That's my baggage. I got to look in the mirror and say, mm -hmm. okay, Sabrina, the gift giving thing makes you nutty mm -hmm. a, a, as can be. So don't buy into that. Don't pour fuel on that fire. Own it. Mm -hmm. If you need to do gifts that you need to be really good gifts, get a professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a friend who should be a professional shopper. She is that good. So yeah, I'm just gonna throw a little money at her, and she's gonna shop for me. There you go. Um, Beautiful. But yeah, like we have, you know, people have hostess anxiety, and they feel mm -hmm. like they're not very good cooks, or they're not very good at laying a beautiful table and mm -hmm. making things pretty, or um, whatever. We we had a gathering a, a couple of times years, um, many years ago, where we all sang Christmas carols and stuff. We had a couple people who were very not musical, who found it incredibly uncomfortable, mm. and it wasn't until we said. Nobody has to sing. You can just sit and chat with someone else while those of us who want to sing are singing. This is not a concert thing. Oh my goodness, we didn't meet, you know. So we all have weird insecurities that mm -hmm. pop up, but mm -hmm. it's probably wise to ask yourself, what are my what are my stress points? And just things you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be particularly stressful, but if you don't enjoy it, that's good to keep in mind too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We haven't answered any questions, but we raised a lot we of raised questions. raised a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's the, <laughs> the only thing that you can do. Yeah. yeah. Awareness is worth a lot. You know, it really is. Yes. It sometimes can be half of the battle, whatever the battle is. Hmm. So one of the hip things we say is living the question. So it will just all be very hip. Living by the question. Living our, our Christmas questions here. 
We're gonna we're gonna live the question and we're gonna find ways to gather because gathering is important, mm-hmm. even when it's complicated. Um, God calls us to be connected to other people. He does. That invariably includes some messiness because people are messy. messy. And we're still going to celebrate because celebration is important. And God is a big fan of setting certain times to to stop the normal rhythms and do something different and draw attention to things that are worth celebrating. And uh, no matter what that celebration exactly looks like or feels like, it's worth stopping and it's worth mm-hmm. celebrating. It's worth gathering, even when the people are messy. And it's probably really good for us as individuals to ask these questions, to ask them of ourselves, to ask them of the people closest to us. Because um, we're always learning how to do things just a little bit better, just a mm-hmm. little bit healthier, just a little bit more loving, a little bit more wise. Mm-hmm. You know? Loving's, we're growing. Loving is a big part of that. You know, as long as we're communicating that what we're trying to do is be loving i feel like that that gets a long way you know it doesn't get us to perfection and we're never going to get there but i feel like it just makes a huge difference yeah all right so i guess that's our that's our answer is love is the goal there you go so we pray and we ask hard questions and we keep telling god um your love for other people is our goal all right, you want a, a, a little empowering rabbit trail? Go for Go it. Go for it. Hippity hop. This is hippity hop. <laughs> Only vaguely contorted here. Only vaguely. <laughs> Come on, so, we've already had t-shirts that are going to say predictable obnoxious behavior on them. So okay, go ahead. So a lot of what teenagers experience at holiday gatherings is having to shut up and not speak what they want to speak because they would like to speak their mind. But this is a way you can give them a chance. Give them the the Seven Sisters Homeschool Holiday Family Narrative Writing Guide where the kids write a story about the family and they can write whatever they want. Oh, wow. How cathartic. Very cathartic. Very cathartic. Beautiful. Yeah. So, sevensistershomeschool.com in the ebook store, Holiday Family Narrative Writing Guide. You can just call that real cheap therapy if you would like. There you go. So, Merry Christmas preparations to all and to all a good night. (laughs) We look forward to seeing you on future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com brought to you with predictable obnoxious behavior (laughs) by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.